I just want to talk and share a little word. I was up in the middle of the night with Isaac because he wasn't feeling well. And uh, as I'm wandering around the house at four o'clock trying to find things in the morning, and it was freezing, I might add, this morning. Thank you, Jesus. But, yeah, it was cold. These New Zealanders amongst us. <laughs> Were you feeling the cold this morning? You were feeling the cold, okay. It's not just me being wussy because I've been here a while. <laughs> um, so, and this morning, and I was just like, I was lying there, not lying there, I was sitting on his bed and I was chatting to him. I would like to have lain down. <laughs> and um, I just had the scripture that a cheerful heart is as good medicine. It does good like medicine. And so I was sharing that with Isaac at 4 a.m. And we were like thinking of things to be happy about. And uh, I said, okay, as you go off to sleep, we got to two or three things and I says as you go off to sleep I want you to meditate on that what are things that that you can be thankful and joyful about because the word says as we give thanks and as we are cheerful in our hearts that it's like good medicine to us so that's pretty easy isn't it God is not complicated he's actually quite simple in the way his principles of the word and it's like a cheerful heart doth good like medicine if you want to do the King James um <laughs> So that's, that's really what I want to share this morning. A cheerful heart is good medicine. If you want to look it up, it's in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 15. I encourage you to underline it. If you're not feeling well, if you're around people that are coughing and spluttering, stick it on your phone, go, here, a cheerful heart is good medicine. <laughs> and um, speak it out because it actually does work. You know, he's a lot better this morning. My boys are funny. Neither of them can talk very loudly, can we, Ben? It's very quiet in our house. Not really. Uh, <laughs> Philip's still here, so you know. <laughs> well, he was pretty noisy at the football yesterday. <laughs> oh, it was mum, actually. <laughs> Whatever, yours is coming today, Miss Debbie. Last <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> oh, amen. Oh, you can win, you can win. We're all right. Are we all right, Ben? We're okay on the ladder if they win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, this scripture in Matthew chapter 11 always intrigues me. It says, The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Jesus loved to party. When he walked the earth, it's like he um, loved to party. Are you giving me the wind-up already, tapping your wrist? <laughs> I was looking, usually we tap each other wrist when we look at each other. You know, you tarry up. All right, I won't go too long. Um, <laughs> a son of man came eating and drinking. <laughs> I'm not taking subtleties. <laughs> and uh, look at him, he's a glutton and uh, um, a drunkard because he was so happy. You know, I love, there's a Matthew video, I think, where he, um, he it depicts Jesus healing the blind man and he's, and he's dancing around on the road and they're having, and you know, collapsing on the ground and they're, and they're just having so much fun because Jesus had just healed this man that had been blind. And um, we sometimes can see Jesus and um, the Father as kind of like very sombre. And yet heaven is not like that. It says he rejoices over us with singing. And the actual Hebrew of that is he spins over us. He's spinning around, you know, like yahooing. And, and have you ever seen like Israeli dancers and they're like, you know, dancing around and, and the Greek dancers, you know? No. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> and um, go and break some plates at the Greek restaurant. They say it's great fun, you know, like it's like they know sometimes our culture, wherever it is, can put things on us that are actually not from God. And if you're from a, you, you know, English background, I think that is even more so because we are very, you know, prim and proper. And there's nothing wrong with that except that it, if it hinders us from enjoying life and enjoying the life that God has given us and being able to just, just revel in that, you know, just enjoy that. And we all need to be reminded of that. And so this morning I wanted to say that a cheerful heart is like good medicine and, and that we all need good medicine Good medicine to like strengthen us. Good medicine to combat combat stuff that the enemy would try and throw at us. Because his plan, he only has three things: is to kill, steal, and destroy. And um, and it's like I always add one. You could just you know another because I love the um, amplified Bible. So I add, add more adjectives. And um, but anyway, that's his toolbox. That's the only three things he has. So where you see things being killed and stolen and destroyed, you know where that's coming from. Where you see things in your life that have been squished and, and just squashed down, you know that that's not of God. He does not limit and he does not, dis- you know, he doesn't, he doesn't speak discouragement and disappointment. That isn't heaven. If you've got that coming up from you, you know that is not from God. That is not God's thoughts. His God thoughts are always encouraging. They're always for a hope and a future for us. He always has a purpose in us and a plan. Anything else is not his word. And when we know his word and we start to think those things that is discouragement, you know that's not the Holy Spirit. He says, I will encourage you. I will teach you the things that Jesus said. I will always encourage you, even when things are disappointing. And he will tell you things to come to strengthen us and to ready us, but he always has a way through. You know, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear any evil because my, I am with you and I will get you to the other side. Amen? Amen? And so a cheerful heart, even in the midst of heartache, is good medicine. Even in the midst of hard stuff. I remember when my brother Sean was killed and I had this, this song was, it had just been released and it was, um, you turn my morning into dancing. And the Lord was saying, I want you to dance. So here I am the Sunday after we'd heard about his plane accident and I'm dancing in the middle of the church service I was in and I'm like, this is weird. He says, no, you've got to dance. Because it's like good medicine to your soul, which has been beaten about right now. And you, you must just, just have a heavenly focus on this. And so it got me through. It got me through because it like, I, and I would start to think about all the good things and the good times I'd had with my brother. And I was very blessed with the relationship I had with him. So it was like a cheerful memories. And it's like, I can smile that I can be thankful. No matter what the enemy tries to come out with it, God will get us through. Amen. Um, so we've actually been created with an enormous capacity for joy. You think about a tiny little baby. Do you have to teach a baby to smile and chuckle? They just do it, don't they? They just, they just actually do it, you know. And um, some of them, they just like, they really, really chuckle. I remember Isaac, he, uh, we've got video of him and he's just like having a hoot of a time, just chuckling away. And I'm like, this kid is so funny. I mean, he's named Isaac for a reason. It means to laugh. And uh, God chose his name. But I remember I watched sometimes watch an old video and he's like cracking up and this beautiful little curly hair and everybody loves Isaac. But, you know, it's like this baby. But I never taught him to do that. He actually was born in the midst of quite a lot of sorrow with my dad passing away. 
And, you know, so it wasn't that I had – I was, like, absolutely, like, unhappy. It was just he was created because that's how we're created, because we're made in the image of God. And is God sad? No. Think about it. Is God sad? No. He says he rejoices over us with singing. Yes, sin causes him sorrow, but Jesus bore all that sorrow and God knows the end story. Go to the back of the book. We win. Go to the back of the book. We win. We've won. Go back to the back of the book. Yeah? Yeah. Go to the back of the book. The enemy may think. He may come and battles and he may think he's one or two, but we've won. We've won. What was that cool analogy you had on the way down the freeway the other day, babe? Did you get that? They're still premiers. They're still premiers. Until someone else wins the title, they are the reigning premiers. Right? So even if they lose games, if they lost every game between now and the end, and the end they're still premiers until someone else becomes the premier. Right? And it's the same in the world for Christian life. We may have failures. We may have times where we fall. We may have times where we feel beaten and, and done. But the bottom line is we still win. Yeah. We still reign for all time. Because we've already won. Just like the Eagles are already premiers, we are already sons and daughters of the King. So even if we have failings and we have days that are bad and we have difficult times, we still win. That's right. That's why Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. Game over. It's done. Done and dusted. We win. And so... As a winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So look at your... Yep. One. Amen. So you look at yourself and say, I win. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at the person next to you. You win. Come on. You win. You win. You've already won. Amen. That'll get you on a happy seat. Sometimes you've got to stir up the truth, you know, stir up the gift that's been given to you. And it's not just like anointing or, or, you know, something that you're good at. It's actually stir up the gift that God has given us that we have won. We have won. We have won. Yeah, we have won. God has done it. Amen. That he has done all that he is ever going to do for us to win. And where he's done it, and it's like nothing is impossible for him. That he will move heaven and earth. He is our Shaddai. He is our all-sufficiency. That anything that needs to be done when we put our faith to work, he will move heaven and earth to get his promises to his people when we stand on them. Nothing is impossible for him. He is the all-sufficient one. He is Elohim. He is the Lord. Amen. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Jehovah Rapha, our peace. You know, those are all the Hebrew names for him because he is multifaceted. He is so deep, so big, so high, so long, so so big that nothing is impossible for him. Come on, get on a happy. You know, stir up the joy, but remember who we are, 
Remember whose DNA, you know, we have been put into the bloodline of Jesus. It is not your parents. It is not your relatives. If they may have some deathly disease that they want to embrace, but that is not your bloodline. Your bloodline comes from the throne of grace. You are from the heir of, of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, straight in. The blessings of Abraham are as Galatians said, that we have more than enough on, if, in him. And so it's like Jesus' blood runs through our veins and there is no sickness, there is no lack, there is no weakness, there is no defeat, there is no evil in him, there is no sickness in him, there is no bad in him and his blood runs through our veins. That's what communion is about, to remind us of whose we are and who we belong to. Amen? Amen. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen this morning. Are you saying amen or not? Yeah, they are. See, look, they're watching. Amen. <laughs> It actually says medical research reveals that cheerful people have less heart attacks, healthier blood pressure, lower cholesterol, weight management is easier and decreased stress levels. It matches the Bible that a cheerful heart is good medicine. Okay? So it's good for us to remember who we are regularly. And when we come together, that's why it says don't neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's because we need to be reminded because out there can sometimes be a bit sucky. It's a tough you know, there's mud on the ground. It's like we need to get like Peter and Jesus washed his feet off. Get the mud off and to remind ourselves of who we are and what this word says and to stir one another up in our faith. Amen. Come on. Amen. Come on. The cheerful heart. Stir up the joy. Stir up the joy that is within us. You know, Jesus went to the cross for the joy set before him. What was that joy? That we win. The joy that he set was set before him is that we win, that he has won every battle for us, that he has conquered the grave. He has, we went down the three days that he was, he was in the tomb. He went down and the word says in Jude that he preached to the demons and he preached to them. They were in chains. He put them there and he says he took back the keys that the enemy had stolen. He preached to them. We don't have to worry about it anymore because he did it for us. We've just got to claim the victory. And he triumphed over his enemies. So we win. Amen. We win. A cheerful heart is good medicine. If there is any sick among you, it says that lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. Because a cheerful heart does, is good medicine. And we have something to shout about. You should hear us yelling at the football. I can yell louder for Jesus. Come on, Deb. <laughs> you do for faith. <laughs> She's got a hair share for Jesus. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> you can say something. Yep. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So it locks into the fact that he knew what he was doing and the joy of the Lord, the joy that sets us free, the joy that he went to the cross for us is our strength. Yeah, is our strength. You're clicking, it's clicking. Get a download over there. Um, even studies reveal that positive social media posts triggered happiness in 64% of people. Good news creates concrete positive changes in our lives by the thoughts we think. Our thoughts change our biochemistry as our hormones, cells, brain circuitry and even our genetics are all affected by the way we think. You know, we can unlock or unzip things even in our genetics, our epigenetics it's called. And it doesn't matter what has been 
um, in the past, even what your parents had. You know, there's so much talk at the moment about genes and blah, 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 and you're going to have this and that. It's not, you can't, that's called epigenetics. The way we think about that, we can keep those genes zipped up and locked up that they have no part in our life, or we can unzip them by our thinking. That's what's so important, what we're thinking about. And we set our mind on what? On heaven, on things above. We set our mind on him. It's like Peter, if he, he got out of the boat and he walked on water because where was he looking? Jesus. As soon as he saw the waves and the storm around him and the other dudes in the boat still, what happened? He started to sink. But Jesus reached out and grabbed him and made him walk on the water. He walked on the water back to the boat with Jesus. Even when we may take our eyes, he will grab us. But the secret and the key to being able to walk in victory and walk in joy is keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on heaven. Set your mind above because you are seated in heavenly places. You rule and reign with him. Come on, we are mighty people. You are bigger than you realize. You are awesome. You are powerful. You are a, a chosen generation, you know. This is who we are. We're priests of the Lord. We're royalty. You are not some plebby little thing on a rock. You are mighty. You are awesome. You are an overcomer. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We will do great exploits for him. You know, Jesus said in his word that we would do greater things than he did. Greater things than he did. There's 19, I think, um, demonstrations of miraculous healings, like, you know, they're talked about in the Gospels. And he said we will do greater things than them. What did he do? He cleansed lepers. He opened blind ears. Oh, I, did it. I do it all the time. He blow, opened blind eyes and he unstopped deaf ears. He raised the dead, you know, turned water into wine. He multiplied food. Come on, what else did he do? Walked on the water. Stopped the storm, freed the, the uh, possessed man. I love that story because he went all the way over to the lake for one man to set him free. And then what did you do? He got in the boat and went back again just for one. Don't think you're unimportant to God. You know, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He went across the lake, all the way across there, got out of the boat. A demon-possessed man came down onto the shore and he set him free from the legion of demons. And then he got back in the boat and went back to the other side. Yeah, Jesus will do that for us. You are not insignificant. He's a good God. Amen? You getting happy yet? Yeah, it's important for us to set aside. <laughs> it's important for us to set aside special times to seek out laughter and joy. And one of those times is when we gather together. You know that when we gather together, we spur one another on and remind ourselves of who we are. Set aside time through the day. You know, spend time with Jesus. If you forget him, just turn and look to him again, like you would a friend on a park bench. You just spend time with him and look to him again and stir yourself up. I've got something to be joyful about today. He is good. You know, expect good things. It says that he, in Ephesians 3.20 that he would do exceedingly more than we can hope or ask or think or dream or possibly imagine. I told you I like the Amplified. Yeah? It's good. It's like he will do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask for. Come on. That should get you on a happy. What you can think. Think of the craziest, wildest thing right now that you want God to do for you. Come on. Think, think, think. Ask, and he says, ask for that and I will do exceedingly more abundantly. Come on, Deb. You're my amplified this morning. He will do exceedingly, abundantly more than that. Come on. Think. Don't be shy. You, you think you can outthink and outdream God? Come on. 
Come on, think bigger because he is a big God. I'm getting on a roll now. I'm getting, I'm getting it. It's like whatever you can think or dream for that is good, God says, I will do exceedingly more than that. If you want to go traveling, he will take you round and round the world. If you want to be able to see just something amazing happening in your family, you want to see them all saved, you want to see your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and the generations knowing the Lord, then start to think it because as you think, you'll start to speak it and as you speak it, you'll start to believe it and as you start to believe it, it will happen because we are creative beings made in the image of God and what we believe, he says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. Come on, so think, dream, ask, believe because God said he will do exceedingly more. Come on, do not be sitting there all at me. Stir it up, stir up the faith, stir up your faith. Sometimes we've got to let it out. It's like that bubbly champagne glass. It's like God wants to let it out. He says, come on. Come on, you're a mighty people, you're a victorious people, you're overcomers because I won, I won. And a cheerful heart does good like medicine and it flows over and that bubbly champagne just doesn't stay in the glass, it spills over, it spills over. Amen. And it's sticky. (laughs) It's sticky, so it sticks to you and everyone else. It's great. And it's sugary sweetness. You know, Jesus is not a low-calorie God. You know, he he is not into low calories. He's not. It says he lays out a banqueting table for us in the presence of our enemies. Come on, what's a banquet look like? Is it all low-cal food and no carbs? We want the fat cheese. You know, his fatty, fatty goodness. You know, the cream donuts, they don't do you any harm. You know, it's like he's not a low-calorie God. He's not a stingy, you know, you can just have the flatbread and, you know, no sugary stuff. It's like he loves to give us good things. And if you like it, he wants to bless us with good things. You know, it's like, amen over there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, don't you? It's like God is good. He's not on a stingy thing. He's not Mr. Grinch. You know, he's, that's not him. He's like, I know Crystal at Monday night, I think it was last week, she said, God wants to shake the Christmas tree. He wants you to shake the Christmas tree and all the gifts come out because he's the biggest gift. But he says that he will not withhold any good thing from us. Come on, that, that's religious thinking. That's poverty thinking. That's that spirit of lack and, oh, no, we must just give it all away. You think you can outgive God? You know the word says when we give, he'll give back to us. Press down and running. Oh, you know, what's the verse? <laughs> that's amen. It's like you cannot. It's, all that's just religious rubbish. It's rubbish. It's not God. He's the fatty donut, cream jam, you know, custard square, roast dinner. Come on, help me out. (laughs) He's that God. Fish and chips. (laughs) He is. He's so good and he's good all the time and that's what he wants for us. So I want us to just focus on that, that a cheerful heart is good medicine. If you're feeling weighed down, if you're feeling like you get through to Wednesday and like, oh, my goodness, take me, Jesus. It's (laughs) It's like just... Focus on the good things. Focus on his goodness. Whatever brings you joy, whatever slivers of joy you can grab hold of, grab hold of those. Because as your mind starts to focus on joy, when other joyful things come along, it grabs hold of those as well. 
Do things that make you flourish. What makes you happy? If it's going out in the workshop and tinkering around or sawing wood, do it. If it's making a mess, have a look later at the mess I make out here. I make a lot of mess with my paint. But I get on a happy. I do. I, I promise I clean it up before I go to Sydney. <laughs> so it's like whatever it is. If it's, you know, Philip gets on a happy drinking coffee. I think it's weird, but he loves it. And obviously you all do too because you come in here and get on a happy. It's like whatever it is. I love getting in my jammies and into my electric blanket. It makes me happy. Yeah, it's what... It is it's contagious. Not, it's, not, it's not just you. People see it in you. They go, what on earth is going on with her? Like all this stuff happening. What's happening with her? She's yeah. Party there. Yeah. What, what is she having? I want some. It's like, it's, it's true. It's contagious because people are drawn to that. Yeah. Just like you have, you know, the party poopers, they seem to be drawn to one another. Yeah. Have you ever seen that in a room? Yeah. yeah. Well, the joy beans do too. Everybody be, wants yeah. to be around them. It's like the party doesn't happen till Deb walks in the room. It's like, it's like, it's like that. We want to be around that unless you have got into your wallowy mud and have got stuck in that and you need to be delivered from it. Yeah? It's like you don't have to have to be all as noisy as Deb when she's on a happy or my daughter Shara. It's like you don't have to be like that. But... A cheerful heart. Is your heart cheerful? Is your heart singing? Because that's what God wants for us. And one of the ways to do it is to focus on what Jesus has done for us, that we have won because he did it for us, that it is finished, that we are set free, that nothing is impossible for him, that we are overcomers, that we have the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And our word of our testimony is he is good, that he is our healer. Go ask mum what it feels like to be healed of something that they said she was going to die from. How good is it? It's good, you know? Really? Is that all you got? <laughs> it's, it's better than that, isn't it? <laughs> Fantastic. It's good. It's, what is it, Philip? It's good. I hate how he does that. But <laughs> it's like you ask me what it feels like to be able to take a breath and not be wheezing with asthma. It is good. It is good because I kicked the devil's butt because of what Jesus did. You know, it's good that I can run six, seven, eight, ten Ks because I had a disease and I told, you know, I couldn't run. And I run now. And every time I run, I feel God's goodness on me and I glorify him. And I run because he has healed me and set my, me free. That I'm fitter than I was at nearly 50 than I was at 30. Amen? My thing is that 50 is awesome because I'm fitter at 50. It's coming. It's coming, but so am I. Yeah? yeah? That is like every season, every milestone, God is glorified. You know, and we shouldn't be worried about getting older people because some people haven't had the chance to get older. Some people, the enemy took them out because they didn't know who he was. If you're 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, come on, you won because the enemy was not able to bring you down, that he was not able to take you out. You are still standing and you will produce fruit in your old age. Amen? That you will still flourish. Come on, give me some more of that. Mum. <laughs> That's right. Greater is the latter than the former. It's like you have better days to come. I don't want us to look back and say, oh, well, that was the good old days. 
Yes, there's goodness. You should remember and have memorials of all that God has done for us, that he healed us, that he set us free, that he multiplied food in our cupboard. Come on. That he did those things for us. He provided for us. That we went on a trip around America and God just led the way and provided. Crazy. But that is there and there is better to come. There is better to come. That's what God, that he will do exceedingly more than we can ask. What are you asking for this morning? What are you asking? What are you believing? What are you dreaming about? Because there's better to come. Amen? Are we happy yet? Come on. Yeah? So I want us to count our blessings. Remember what God has done in the past. Remember what he has done for your life. Look around and see the awesome people and your family and all the things he's done for you, that you're still standing, that you're still here. Just that you're still here means you've won. That you're still, you're still here. You're still breathing. You still have a life to live. Amen. So count your blessings. That's number one. Two is smile. Look at the person next to you and smile. Even if it's a weird smile, just smile. <laughs> Raise your eyebrows. Philip always raises his eyebrows. <laughs> it's like smile more. Smile at the person at the counter. It makes a difference. It makes a difference when we smile and just say thank you and show our gratitude. Don't be the grumpy bum. There's enough of those out there. We have joy. We have joy in us. Stir up the joy. Stir up the joy. Be like that bubbly champagne bottle. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Amen? You know, Becky said she was walking through uni on a total, just a happy, she was listening to some good music on the way. You know, just put on the praise music and put it up really loud. You know, bang and crash around on some musical instruments. Don't worry what it sounds like. Sing at the top of your lungs. Around here, everybody does that. It's like, it's like, don't worry and smile because it makes people wonder what you've been up to. <laughs> and then they'll come and ask, why are you so happy? And then you can glorify Jesus. There you go. There's an evangelism technique for you. <laughs> Just smile more. They'll come and ask. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> evangelism 101. Just smile. <laughs> it is unique. Hold hands if you've got a partner. That's unusual too. They might want to come and see, how do you still hold hands and you've been married for so long? Yeah? <laughs> there you go. Evangelism 101.2. <laughs> um, when you hear laughter, move towards it. Go towards where the happy is. You know, sometimes you run away from it because we don't want to be embarrassed. Run towards it. Go towards where the laughter and joy is. You know, those noisy people say, what are you laughing about? You know, and, and let their laughter. <laughs> I was, I, now, this, if you want something to laugh about, I, <laughs> try this. <laughs> Even if you don't have any hair. I was, um, I was wondering what it would be like to have long hair again. So, you know, there's these hair apps you can get on your phone. <laughs> and they take a photo of you. You take a photo. So here I'm perched up in my jammies and my electric blanket because I like that. And I took, a <laughs> I took a photo of myself. And instead of, like, smiling, I was going... Anyway, so I took this photo and then you have this hair app and, and you apply different hairstyles to, on top of this funny photo. Well, I just got the giggles. So I'm laughing my head off for, I don't know how long I laugh for. Anyway, the kids come up and they go, Mum, what is going on? And I would just, I couldn't talk because I was laughing so hard. But you know what happened? I was having my eyelashes done yesterday and you have to lie very still for two hours. And I started to chuckle again because there I am thinking of me with my hair app. And I'm chuckling away. And it's like, just do things that make you laugh. Even if they're downright silly like a hair app. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Oh, the bloke said, look, really funny. Philip wouldn't let me do it. So anyway, um, 
<laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Are you tapping now? <laughs> okay. Spend time with fun, joyful people. See, you're getting happier because you're around me. You know, <laughs> um, I know St. Teresa of Avila, she stated rather bluntly, she was, um, what was she? She's a doctor of the church. And she said, May God protect me from gloomy saints. Yeah, may God protect us from gloomy Christians. We really, really then, you know, we can, we can let our joy affect them, but don't let their gloominess affect us. Amen? Misery loves company, so make sure you aren't keeping company with it. All right? Just, you know, we can minister to those people that are having a gloomy, but don't let it become all the company we're keeping. Yeah? Um, bring humour into your conversation. Say something funny. What's the funniest or best thing that happened to you today? We did that. We did that around the table. What's the best thing that happened to you today? Even if you have to ask somebody at work or you get on the phone, what's the best thing that happened to you today, Sharon? And then it's like, think, well, I just had a great lunch or, you know, whatever it has to be. Sometimes it's just I'm enjoying dinner if you're really desperate. But think about something. That's the best thing. Laugh at yourself. Even if you have to look in the mirror and laugh, just laugh. Laugh at yourself, you know, especially on a Monday morning. <laughs> it's, uh, and, and, you know, when we laugh at ourselves and don't take ourselves too seriously, it's actually things go better. Um, surround yourself with reminders to lighten up and be more spontaneous. Have things around that make you laugh, a funny screensaver, whatever. Whatever's going to make you feel more joyful. Stir up the joy. Keep things in perspective. Now, this is a biggie as I finish. Many things in life are beyond our control, but they're not beyond God's. But they are. So spend time with him and give him your burdens on a daily basis. It will keep the laughter thief called stress and the devil under control and out of your life and lift the weight off our shoulders. So keep things in perspective. Come up. That's why it says set our minds on heavenly things. We're seated in heavenly places. Because as we come up, pretend you're Google Map. Come up and look at your life from heaven's perspective, from heaven's view. And it will put all things in perspective. The little things that you're stressed about. You know, I have a saying that Philip reminds me constantly of. If you're not going to remember it in 20 years, then why are you stressing about it today? Most things are little bumps in the road. Some are only pebbles. So why are we letting that steal our joy? Amen? So do something out of the ordinary today, I dare you. Slow down and enjoy your lunch. A good cuppa. Get out and breathe the fresh air. You know, go to the Tulip Festival up at Araluen. It's amazing this time of the year. You know, get out in the great outdoors. Pick up a baby. Smell it. <laughs> they smell good. <laughs> they smell really good. <laughs> no, no, I trust you to be negative. <laughs> My nose is immune to that smell. <laughs> Six children. <laughs> um, put on some uplifting music. Now, put on some uplifting music. That's a key because there's lots of morbid stuff. But put on happy music, yeah? And then go and encourage somebody else because a joyful heart is as good medicine. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word that is like a light unto our path, Lord. And I pray that you would help us to walk wisely in it, to take its advice because it's you giving it. And uh, you know how things work, Lord. And we know that... Um, all things work together for our good, Lord. And even when things don't look great, that they're working. You are busy in the background working out good for us. And so we trust in you. We trust that you are delivering us, that you're setting us free, that you're healing us, that you're providing for us, that you're working behind the scenes, Lord. Your angels are, are busy already. 
And Lord, that you make a way for us. And I ask that you would help us today, Lord, to dream bigger, to think bigger thoughts and to expect more because you're waiting to be able to do it for us. Lord, we, we just, um, yeah, we get the angels busy on our behalf, setting up cool things for us, Lord. I um, release travel, I release provision, I release joyful experiences this week over each person that's listening today, that you would just blow our minds with what you can do in our midst, Lord, that you would just, just take the limitations off, Lord, and blow the socks off us, Lord, that you were, we would just astound us with your goodness, that you would bless us indeed, Lord, today and all week, that you would bless us indeed and your hand would be upon us in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, Amen. Amen.